Hello and welcome to Ships of the Star Trek Universe, the collaboration podcast between Ship Talking Pod and Hero Collector. I'm Brandon, your host for the podcast, as well as the executive producer and host of Ship Talking Pod. And I am joined by the awesome, the great, the amazing Ben Robinson and John Ainsworth from Hero Collector. Thanks again to you both for joining me again. How are you? Great. Thank you. Good to be fine. I'm looking for this awesome person, but I am very happy. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know it. Uh, well, it's great to be here. And I'm actually really excited for our episode for this one because seven of nine's fenris ranger is pretty different than you know many ships that we've seen as of recent so we're going to get to that in just a bit but as a quick reminder this collaboration podcast is all about exploring the ships that we're seeing in discovery as well as picard and the upcoming show strange new worlds ben leads up the collection project and is also a co-author and co-editor of the accompanying magazines and john is a development manager at hero collector so uh let's jump straight into things Seven of Nines, Fenris Ranger. Um, I like to start off with asking about what you each worked on and 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 some of the tidbits there before we jump into the ship insights and the design. Ben, I'm going to throw it over to you first. Talk to us about your work with the Fenris Ranger. So uh, my main job is talking to John Eves, as I keep saying. That's it. so it's a job in itself. It's a pleasure. So um, I talk to John and get the kind of the, the skinny mm-hmm. on uh, the origins of the ship and how it changed. Um, and I generally kind of oversee things. So if John has any questions, I do my best to help him. Awesome. And what about yourself, John? Uh, well, the thing about working on models from the current shows is that we're getting the actual, you know, production 3D files. So yeah. there's not an awful lot to do in, uh, at the beginning anyway. It really, we're just taking those files and make, and converting them into such a way that our manufacturer can then turn them into a, a physical model. And actually, the Fenris Ranger was one of the most straightforward productions mm. we had, at least from my point of view, which is very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was actually comparatively an easy one. Well, that's cool to hear. Well, I know we only saw it for a brief moment, of course, before it uh, ran into that shield after helping La Serena and, and taking out the Bird of Prey, which we talked about on the last episode. But really cool, unique ship. And I have to say, here, Collector, as always, coming through and not only giving us a full look at the design with the model's release, but of course, awesome info in the magazine. We'll talk a bit about it, but we know the Fenris Ranger, of course, very small. Uh, One-person starship um, piloted by none other than Seven of Nine. She was part of the Vigilante Fenris Rangers. It was aggressively armed. That's why it was able to help out. And we know the Fenris Rangers were, of course, patrolling the sector that they were in. Is it pronounced Kiris? I forget the exact way to pronounce it. Ben, do you remember? Uh, no, we're going to have to go back and watch the episode again. Yes, uh, my, wow. my Romulan is... is... It's always slightly sketchy at the best of times. <laughs> well, uh, I know they were specifically patrolling this sector, and Seven of Nine was, of course, um, a member of it. The year was 2399. What's really interesting about this ship, of course, no ID, no transponder, and packed with plenty of Borg technology. Yeah, John's idea was that, um, well, John and his boss, Todd, Todd Chanowski, was a production designer, the idea was that this was a ship that maybe Seven had built herself, mm. you know, that it has bits of Borg tech in it. Um, maybe it's been adapted from something else, or maybe she's just 
you know, Delta Flyer, right? Uh, from the word go. So there was an opportunity for it to look a little, you know, a little different because of that. Yeah, I love that sense that maybe you know these Rangers come to work for you know the Fenris Ranger group and they can bring their own ship and she designed it. But yeah, really, really cool. And of course, I, I loved how maneuverable it was. But I, I really loved how she came through. And before we even knew it was seven, you know, helping out Rios and Picard and the crew, you know, really take out that Romulan bird of prey that we talked about in the last episode. And um, but the design like you said um you know really unique and um and something that you know we haven't seen before and i think one of the the coolest things that i read in the magazine was that eves actually got inspired by a you know anti-car convention or show that he went to and actually saw an exposed engine from the car and actually thought oh how could i build this into maybe this ship that seven was flying yeah, John's um, a big fan of real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it might seem strange for a man who works on Star Trek. Um, but yeah, he's he often goes to uh, things that inspire him. I mean, when he worked um, on Enterprise, he used to talk about going down into the, the workshop and seeing like, oh, that strange chisel or that strange tool could become a ship. Yeah. So it's not surprising if he goes to a car meet, he's going to get ideas from that for sure. <laughs> I quite like that uh, Seven Ship is it's not symmetrical, which mm. I think the later yeah. thing that they were asked to he was asked to change. It's it starts off symmetrical. Yeah, that was the thing that was interesting. So originally it's this kind of symmetrical dart, and then they felt that that was a bit too conventional. Mm. So they wanted to sort of break it up, and it's it's got like this great big engine on one side and not on the other. Um, and guns on one side and not on the other and all that kind of stuff. And it's really colourful as well, isn't it? There's, there's quite a lot of different colours in it, mm. which I quite like. Things that people can't see from the episode, that only we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that kind of fits in with the whole Borg design language, right? Very asymmetrical. Mm. Look at the cube, it's got all these bits kind of sticking off. And so we kind of see that incorporated in the Ranger. And what's interesting is, you know, when I was looking through the magazine, that it was actually designed originally, some of the earlier scripts called for Seven having a co pilot so there was a two-person cockpit um and that you know when they were thinking of well maybe seven's going to be seen in it they decided to use the f-16 or f-18 you know cockpit canopy as kind of influence so that if they had to build it on a sound stage they'd have something to work off of yeah apparently they're very easy to come by (laughs) (laughs) you'd think quite difficult but if you're in i guess if you're in the movie industry getting a real thing right is easier than making something from scratch so that was the kind of original reason why it has that canopy so it is literally the canopy of uh, as you say i can't remember if it's f16 or an f18 but yeah a real plane canopy yeah actually it was the canopy on the model was the only bit we had to revise from oh. the first sample because it was it was too transparent when it first uh, was done which meant you could sort of see inside and unfortunately there isn't a cockpit inside on the model if you see what i mean you could see right. the, uh, the metal joins the model so uh, i asked them to make the canopy a bit darker so <laughs> you, you couldn't see uh, inside and spoil the illusion yeah i mean originally i think they were expecting you to see much more of of the cockpit and the pilot mm. it's like you were saying there were originally two pilots I, mean, so I said john who was the other pilot and he said well i don't know um <laughs> but that so there are different drawings with it with the the seats side by side or mm. there's a seat behind it um and then obviously that as they were thinking about it they made the decision that uh, we wouldn't see who was flying this plane and that the big you know the big reveal at the end would be when seven beamed up to the ship 
I, I definitely had a, a, a squeal moment when that happened. Um, but one of the things, like you just mentioned, he didn't know who the co-pilot was going to be. And originally, there was not actually even a script created. It sounds like it was just a verbal briefing from the production designer. Oh, well, okay. That's, that's kind of fairly par for the course. Mm. Um, so the way they work is that they don't have a finished script. Mm-hmm. They have like a kind of storytelling. Mm. So the producers will uh, sit down with the production designer and will say to them, okay, so in this episode, there's a big scene where, and in that case, they'd be like, okay, so this classic bird of prey comes in and attacks them. And then this mystery ship, this little fighter comes out of nowhere and attacks them and saves them. And that would be about as much as they knew. Right, okay. I mean, they knew that actually the mystery ship was being flown by Seven and that she was now this kind of solo operator, renegade person. Um, And that was where the fact that, you know, okay, maybe she built this ship herself, Mm -hmm. that idea came from. And it wasn't just, um, you know, a Starfleet ship that she had uh, appropriated from somewhere. Um, But that's all they that's the kind of level of detail the art department normally has on every show right okay and one of my favorite part of these episodes that we put out for this collaboration podcast is getting to pick your brains a little bit about some of the behind the scenes magic that might have gone in john anything you can remember that's you know uh maybe be exciting for our viewers to hear about in terms of the making the model well as i say unfortunately it was quite an easy straightforward one and apart from that changing that canopy i really don't think we had to change anything at all uh, from from the first sample so that's not very interesting I'm afraid <laughs> we had a little back and forth about the colour of the engines didn't we I oh. seem to remember there was a little sure? bit yeah because the, um, it wasn't 100% clear what whether there was much of a glow on the back of the engine or not um in terms of tidbits, I can tell you there's some quite funny stuff that they, when I first saw this ship, this is my, my it's not a name drop, it's a place drop. <laughs> um, when I went to visit John uh, on the Picard set, um, you go up into the office and there's all this artwork on the wall and the, there's a drawing of seven ships flying past the ball cube. So when I came to watch the episodes, I was expecting that ship and the ball cube to be in the same team. Mm. Um, and I was, so I said to John, oh, what, what happened with that scene? Where was that scene? And he said, oh, no, no, that was never a scene. We just put a ball cube in the background because we thought it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, actually, it was like some piece of computer circuitry that someone had in their de- on their drawer in their desk. Oh, wow. And they'd just taken a picture of it and then kind of colored it up in Photoshop because it looked like something that the Borg would have made. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I was all tricked expecting to sell. I thought when the ship was destroyed, I was thinking, oh, well, she's seven. I had to come back in another ship uh, when she's at the artifact, but it never happened. Yeah, we'll have to see if any other uh, rangers make an appearance in the next season. Um, we'll, we'll have to stay tuned. And, of course, if that ship comes out, we'll we'll be talking about it here. Uh, thanks to everyone for tuning into this episode. And, of course, stay tuned for more as we dive deeper into more ships we're seeing. But before we plug our socials and say goodbye, as a teaser for the next episode, we're actually going to have a double header, And we're going to discuss two ships in the same episode. And that will be the Romulan Vessel and Narek Snakehead. Both of them showed up in Season 1 of Picard. So stay tuned for that next uh ben can you remind everyone how they can obtain these models or subscribe to the collection yeah so there are two ways of getting it you can either sign up and get every single ship make sure you you never miss one um or you can just buy them individually from the, the store um and then you have to hope that they're in stock which we always do so if you go to herocollector.com forward slash star trek universe then you'll get a choice you can go whichever path you want to go down 
amazing. And John, can you remind everyone of Hero Collector's social media channels? Sure. You just search for Hero Collector on just about any social media channel, which is like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. You'll find us. And Ship Talking Pod is also on Twitter and now on Instagram ourselves. You can also get details at shiptalkingpod.com. And do make sure to give us a follow on the different social media channels as we will be launching a giveaway specifically on Twitter, but we'll link you to it from our other channels for each of the models we discuss here. So expect to see the Fenris Ranger up within the next day or two. And if you're listening to this when it launches. Otherwise, stay tuned for future ones if you're catching this on the replay. Uh, But make sure to keep an eye out because we will launch them for all of our ships that we discuss here. And of course, Ship Talking Pod is on Patreon in return for your support, which makes everything we do possible. We provide special benefits, including expanded episodes of our main pod. You can chat with some of our guests in the Discord channel. Also, special patron-only giveaways. Head to patreon.com slash shiptalkingpod for details. John, Ben, thanks so much for joining. Thanks, of course, to our listeners, and we will catch you all in the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye. So I have a random piece of trivia um, or insight about Seven of Nine. Okay. So um, for another project that we were doing, we did this book, uh, Star Trek Voyager Celebration. I was talking to Brandon Braga. Uh-huh. And Brandon said to me, oh, the scene when Seven beams onto um, La Serena. And the first thing she does is ask a question. And he said, let me give you a little insight, a little secret. Uh. Seven never asks questions. <gasps> he said, if you go through every episode of Voyager, we never once had her ask a question that she would always state something and then demand that other people tell her something, but she would never actually ask a question because she thought she knew better. That is absolutely amazing.